You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. We've been speaking a lot in our Lashon Hara discussions about how wrong it is to speak Lashon Hara. And, but there's also, of course, along with it, believing the Lashon Hara that someone is telling you. And as the Mishnah Burr explains very clearly, we cannot believe that what we're hearing is true. Now, the Mishnabur explains further. What's usher is not believing that something happened. You cannot believe the negative implications, the, twi- the spin the person is telling you. So, one thing you can do, not to be over the Isra Lashon Hara then, is whatever you're hearing, interpret it in a positive way. Then you and, and and don't believe that it's the negative spin the person is saying. So therefore, you could believe the story occurred, but that in your mind doesn't mean there's anything wrong. Because right away you'll say, "Well, yeah, that, that happened. I don't think you're a liar," but that doesn't mean what you say it means. Rav Hillel Zaks um, was the grandson of the Chafetz Chaim. His, his uh, mother was married to the Chafetz Chaim's uh, son-in-law, who was a, uh, a Rosh Hashiva in Yeshiva University. Many people don't know that. Rav Mendel Zaks, he, was the, he used to give the Bechinus, used to give the tests to get in, and many Bochram went to him for advice, at the Yeshiva College, which later became Yeshiva University. And that was Rav Mendel's ox. Um, Rav Mendel's, um, Rav Mendel uh, had a, um, a number of, uh, Rav Hillel's ox, who was in Yerushalayim, and Rav Gershon's ox, I had the school to see him a number of times in Suffern, uh, up in Muncie, in his Yeshiva there. So Rafilo Zach said that his mother used to say, you can control not speaking Loshan Hara. But how is it how can you command someone not to believe Loshan Hara? It's one of the hardest things when you hear it. So Rav Hillel said he thought it was the opposite, he told his mother. He said, mother, I, I think it might be the opposite. When a person wants to speak Lashonar about somebody, oh, it's sort of like it's burning inside of him. And it's, it's, it's hard to control that. But not to believe it? We know that most people, the Chavetz Chaim says, when they tell something over, Rubim Shakronim, most people, whenever they say things, have say it as a lie. Most people generally lie when they say things over. There's something, an element of non-truth. 
Vikulam Gazmanim. And everybody exaggerates. Everyone embellishes. That's Chafetz Chaim talking. Um, and Rav Hilozak said, whatever statement you take, when you check it out, they didn't let us into the room to, to check the ballots. They didn't let you into the room? Well, they let us in the room, but we had to stay. We couldn't see it. Okay. How far was it? Um, six feet. You couldn't see it? Well, it was COVID. We couldn't get any closer. Okay. So now you see what the, the statement originally was. You weren't even allowed to in the room. And then it gets turned into, if you, if you, you really examine it, you see the statement does not mean what it, what it really sounded like. Anyway, I'm not here by, um, this is not a uh, thumbs up for Biden or for Trump. I'm just telling you, when you hear of fraud and this, you realize that everybody is Magazim. And when the story is, is, is looked into on both sides, you realize uh, that it is a, um, that it is a guzma. Continuing our Lashonara theme for tonight, um, is it ever a mitzvah to hear Lashonara? The Chavetz Chaim says sometimes there might be a mitzvah to hear the Lashonara. Let's say um, Ruvain comes to Shimon and he's very upset about something Levi did. Now, he knows, Shimon knows about Rufin. He knows that he can be Ruvain's sounding board. And this way, Ruvain got it out of his system. Now, Shimon knows, Shimon knows who Levi is. And Shimon believes that Levi is, 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 is not guilty of anything. But if he doesn't listen to him, Ruvain's going to go find a Menashe and a Ephraim and a Yehuda and a Yisoscher, and he's going to lay it out to them, and they're going to believe the stuff about Levi. So Shimon is doing Ruvain a favor, and he's also doing Levi a favor by listening. And he's got to be careful, of course, not to believe it. That would be a case where it's a mitzvah for you to hear it. Now, technically, Ruvain was still over in Israel. Why? Because he wants Levi to get bashmutzed. He wants Shimon to believe it about Levi. So even though Shimon, on his part, did not believe it, Ruvain was still over the Yisra. Ruvain still violated the Avera of saying negative things because he said it in order that people, that Shimon should not, Shimon should believe, Shimon should, should, should dismiss Levi and, and lower his impressions about what Levi is and believe what was being said. So that you have not been able to save. But it's much less of an Avera had, uh, first of all, Reuven would have gone further and Shimon knows a way that he could explain Levi's actions. And the other people, the Menashe and Ephraim and Yudin and Yisoschar, they wouldn't have done that. 
And that would have made Ruvain's Avera worse. So it's not like Ruvain has a zero, but Ruvain's Avera is much less, and it definitely will not build into something that will actually affect uh, Levi. So you're actually, although technically Ruvain still gets some check against him, or an X against him, but this is a, and many times this is what you have to read the tea leaves and see what you can do. Um, Rev Zilberstein, who we're going to be speaking about in a couple of minutes, Rev Zilberstein says that a story that occurred, He was, uh, there was a woman who was sitting on a bus and she heard two girls that were speaking Lashon Hara about one of their friends that had uh, just got engaged the day before. And they were saying, oh, I have such Rachmanis on that, that boy. Oh boy, he's in bad shape. He doesn't know what he's getting into. So these were the two girls that were talking. So the woman behind them said, I'm hearing you. I'm sorry you're talking loud. And I'm happy that you're saying this. Because I want to tell you, that's my son you're talking about. And now that I heard what you said about the Kala, I'm going to go home and I'm going to tell my son to break the Shidduch. The girls couldn't believe what happened. They couldn't believe that here they were talking on a bus loud and the woman behind them happened to be the mother. And they started crying and they said, no, 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 please, we didn't mean that. We, you know, we, 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 you know, the way we girls are, we didn't mean that she's so bad. And then the girl woman said, uh-huh. Girls, I want to tell you, I was, I, I was not, I wasn't telling you the truth before. He's not really my son. I wanted to teach you what Lashonara could be. So, there you see that sometimes by her listening and being able to sort of trick them, she actually was able to listen and, and in a way, sort of be guilty. But by doing that, she was able to get them to neutralize their feelings. And now you know that they weren't going to go and spread these type of negative things about the Kala any further. So here's examples, again, of how sometimes listen. you have to be a smart person. But if you're able to pull it off, even the Chavetz Chaim would be happy with what you did. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.